would you like to discover five avoidant personality disorder treatment and cures? Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, if you are new to my channel, subscribe to it right below by clicking the bell so you get notified for the next juicy videos coming your way that help you to attract that right man for you. So look, being an avoidant personality disorder is not always easy. I totally get it. Like you're sometimes being forced to be something that you're not. And what the acknowledgement that's missing here is that you simply don't feel safe to connect. You just feel safer to be in your own space. You feel just much safer and just being like sort of like in your individual expression because you don't quite trust the connection to the other person. Sometimes this can also show up as extreme shyness and leaving your body. So I have five cures for you, how you can turn that ship around for you. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Cure number one is slow consistency. So what happens here is when the avoidant personality disorder wants to disconnect, it's rather inconsistent. So there is some safety that the avoidant personality disorder feels, right? And so what needs to happen is we slowly need to actually introduce some rhythm to consistency. And this doesn't even matter, even if it's just consistently reading a book on Friday, or if it's like consistently walking your dog at 7 a.m., but we're introducing more consistency into your life. You're introducing more reliability into your life. And then what we're doing is by introducing that consistency and that reliability is that then also increases your trust. First and foremost, actually trust to yourself because as an avoidant, like you actually don't necessarily trust yourself. You don't trust all of your parts. And what we want to do instead is actually learn to trust all of your different parts inside of yourself. So think about how can you introduce slow consistency. Now, what's important here is though, that you're not like accountable to anyone, right? Because like this is brings out the inner rebel again. So we don't, we're not looking for that. So that's why it's just really something that works for you. Right? It's not something that you have to do, that you owe anybody anything, and so on and so forth. But it's rather much more about, um, you f it's for yourself. It's for your own self-growth. Cure number two is learn to share something vulnerable. Now, what happens so often is that when you're an avoidant, you actually, you know, you avoid vulnerability, you know, because it feels extremely scary. Actually, your nervous system starts to really go haywire the more vulnerability you share, which is you have a tremendous amount of vulnerability hangover afterwards. But what you want to do is like you want to learn to just kind of like, it's like little like snacks, right? Like it's like little bites of vulnerability to move just a little bit closer to a person, right? So for example, you may just share maybe a sad moment you had. Or maybe you just share something unexpected that the other person didn't know about you. 
So you want to really think about like, what does that vulnerability mean to you? And then if that means, okay, now I need like a week break to recover from that, that's okay. But what we want to do, we want to consistently learn to bring just a tad of vulnerability into it. So what would you say if I were to ask you, like if you really knew me, you would know that, you know, and maybe it's just, hey, I sang musicals in high school or I was afraid of spiders or whatever the case may be. So it can be something simple like that, right? Or it could be like, I actually don't like candy or I just don't like, you know, whatever it is that normally everybody likes. So just really think about like what could be something for you that you could share where you could signal your system, it's it's safe to share something vulnerable, then quote unquote recover from it, recalibrate to that new, it's almost like a new baseline of vulnerability, right? That your system starts to feel safe and and co-regulate with the other system, meaning with the other person. And that you continue to be present with the other person. Cue number three, believe it or not, is be in your body. Now, what happens so often if you're an avoidant is you leave your body. You're like, see ya, I'm out, right? You disassociate because what happened is that your parents did not give you the attention that you really needed. You may have even gone through some extremely traumatic experiences where you completely cut off. It could also be that you had birth trauma, right? Maybe something happened where you like got stuck in the birth canal, the birth took longer or something happened in the womb, whatever, whatever happened, right? But the piece of like really being in your body, right? Like really feeling your feet on the ground, breathing, breathing. Are you actually breathing? Are you here? Or are you already floating around somewhere in the universe with some visions that you have um, and you actually no longer, you're no longer here. And the other person can tell when you're not really present, when you're not really connected. It's like, hello, knock, knock, somebody home. And they can tell, right? So it's like be in your body. And so even if it means just like gently reminding yourself to come back into the body. So you may like, oh, I just left my body. Okay. (sighs) Okay, I'm coming back into my body, right? And you definitely don't want to force yourself, right? Because we don't want to ever do anything with force. But just like even if you could just come back for a little bit before you go back out and just like practicing, right? Coming back into the association with your body, with your heartbeat, feeling where you sit on your chair, your bum, right? Feeling the back of your seat, you're leaning your back against it, you're leaning into it. So going into all of those like feeling like markers for you to know that you are in your body and that it's actually safe to be in your body. Yeah, you can also introduce some touch, either like slightly touching yourself and really feeling what that feels like and really telling yourself that you're safe when you experience touch right? Or when maybe just a friend hugs you. Maybe you can continue to tell yourself, I am safe. I'm safe while I'm being touched, okay? Like while while my friend is putting her hand uh, on my arm maybe or something like that, okay? Or maybe I'm just receiving a hug. Maybe just feel this heart-to-heart connection, right? Both hearts beating and rhythm 
um, towards each other, saying that's safe. So it's a lot about safety here as well. Cure number four is integrate freedom into your life. Now, I don't know how much you know about my personal story, particular our wedding, but we realized that, you know, we both have an avoidant part inside of ourselves. My husband a little stronger than I do. And what we realized was, hold on a second, how can we actually bring freedom into our life? Well, easy. So for one, we said, with this ring, I set you free. Yes, you heard me right. You probably felt like, wait, what? Did you say you were, you, yeah, we were at a wedding and you're not in a cage, but you're actually being set free? Like, what does that actually mean? Let me tell you. Now, what so often happens is that we just sort of like hold on to what we want in a marriage or in a relationship or in an engagement, right? So, and so we're not really looking out for all the parts in our partner and vice versa. So what you want to think about instead is, okay, so there's this freedom loving part inside of myself. So we call it the wild man. And so as a partner, I'm asking myself, okay, how can I help my husband to be more present of that wild man and help him to feel free within the marriage? For example, so let's say he starts to get like, you know, a little frustrated, a little aggravated. And I can just feel something is like a little off, a little imbalanced. And I can feel like, you know, babe, I think it's time for what we call a recharge retreat, right? And that really means like that's where he can fill up that whole individual part inside of himself. Now, another thing my husband likes to do is like he likes to sit, quote unquote, in the tree. He's not really sitting in a tree, but that's what he calls it, right? And that's his alone time. He has that alone time every day, right? So ask yourself, what can you integrate into your life to make sure that you have that freedom? You know, I go with my girlfriends um, and have like a whole evening, you know, I go into, um, I have whole trainings that I'm like doing by myself. I'm gone for four days, right? So just really developing that healthy interdependence, which leads me to cure number five, which is set containers. Now, what I mean with containers is also just really, you want to really look at your calendar and actually say, you know what, like, let's say from 5 to 8 p.m. on Thursdays and on Tuesdays and on Sundays, let's say, you know, like you can make it up yourself, but that's just Mary time. Like, that's just me time, right? That's just Josie time. That's just Susie time, right? So you really want to like put that in your calendar because that part inside of you that wants to have her own space because she knew it was safe to have that space for herself, right? Like she'll feel relaxed. She'll be like, oh, great. We already have that in a calendar. Remember what what scheduled gets done, right? So you want to be just like, okay, and you want to tell your friends, hey, from 5 to 8 p.m., unless your alone time, you actually love to be with your friends, right? So you can do that too. But you would also be to train your friends and be like, hey, you know, from like 7 to 10 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, you know, it's it's Caroline time, you know, and whatever. So in, in, you can really train your environment. Like I have containers, right? Or maybe once once a month, you know, one weekend, you're like totally gone, off the grid, no phone, no nothing. So really thinking, what does that container look like for me? to create this healthy interdependence in my own life, right? So really, really important 
for an avoidant personality disorder to feel continuously safe, to grow in intimacy and in connection. So they can also attract that right relationship to themselves. So those are my five cures. So I'd love to hear from you. The question of the day is, um, would love to hear from, for one, if you have somebody in your life who has an avoidant personality disorder and which of those tools do you think are the most helpful for that person? Or if that's you, which one resonated with you the most? Let me know in the comment section. Of course, look, if you love this video, share it with your girlfriends, like it and subscribe to my channel. I love you so much. And I have a wonderful Magnetize Your Man quiz. So if you want to learn a little bit more about like, how do I bring both parts on board, right? How can I have the best of both worlds without selling out on myself continuously to feel safe, but also free, I invite you to hop on over to magnetizeyourman.com and grab your quiz slot right there. Or you can also click that link right below. This is it for today. Much love to you. Bye-bye.